Right to be read podcast episode number eight. Writing can save your life. Interview with fantasy writer Ksenia Anske. You are listening to the Right to Be Read podcast, and this is your host Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast. Today, I'm interviewing a crazy fantasy writer. Ksenia Anske. All she does is read and write, and uh, also, besides that, she's pathologically immature and gives out her books for free. Hello, Ksenia. How are you? Oh, I'm good. What a nice introduction. How are you? I'm fine, too. I would like to start with saying that I met you on Twitter. I mean, that's where I noticed you first, and I was amazed by the energy you had and the... Uh, the aura you were um, spreading by encouraging writers to write and keep on writing. Where does it come from? <laughs> I, well, writing pulled me out of dark times. I was suicidal. I was depressed. And so writing kind of pulled me out of it. And I'm very passionate about it, I guess. Try to help people to see that, you know, it's not really about money. It's not really about fame or success. It just makes you happy. Um, a lot of people, you know, when you start out, you're afraid and you look at the business and all these other authors and books and it's very intimidating. And we forget that, you know, it's art. We just start doing it because we love doing it. And so I guess that's why I'm passionate about it. Okay. Well, uh, definitely your passion can be felt from other people. I mean, from even people who don't know you personally. And it's, it's, it's really, um, very impressive. So, um, that's the second thing that surprised me when I uh, visited your website. I saw that although you have the books on Amazon and some other places, you also offer everything you have for free as well. Uh, so how does it work? Because I know that you, you don't, you're not working, you don't have a day job. So how are you managing? Does it work? Do people support you by buying your books or donating on your website? Or how is it? Actually, I'm making more money via donations than via my book sales. Uh, I think last year I calculated it was close to 60% that I made from donations and only 40% from book sales. Okay, amazing. So uh, can you say that your main strategy is besides creating uh, good quality content and very nice books, uh, also building relationship with your readers? There, this is the only reason I write for is to build relationships with people. Um, they're, you know, like family to me. I've connected with so many people on such deep level that Money is kind of out of question in the way that I try to give them my art and if they want to support me, they will support me. So I can tell them, hey, I'm running out of money, you know, or would you guys like to um, help me write this book or um, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And people just want to give you back. This is our nature, you know. If somebody gives to you, you just want to go back. And um, that's, I guess that's what's been happening. At first, I was really, really scared. Um, and at the same time, I thought I was really close to killing myself. And I thought if I didn't write these books, I wouldn't be here. So it really doesn't matter. So I vowed to give them away for free regardless, because I felt like writing let me live, you know. And surprisingly, people donate it. And actually, people donate more 
than the book costs and it still blows me away okay amazing really i'm I'm very impressed about that as well so um and uh, you said you connect you built relationship and connect it on deep level with your readers uh which uh media are you using mainly for that um any really i mean i'm mostly active on twitter but i also blog i'm on facebook i'm on google plus i post pictures lots of selfies crazy selfies on instagram and i'm all over the place um and i also am open about my process so nothing is closed off it's a very different model if you compare it to traditional publishing you know where people don't get the book in their hands until it's done and finished i often post actually all the time i post all of my drafts i post the process and i let people see Mainly because when I started out writing, I didn't really have anyone who would hold my hand. It's not my first language, English, and it was really scary for me. Um, and so my boyfriend helped me. He kind of believed in me with this blind belief. You know, anything I did, he said it was great. And I said, no, it's not great. It's awful. It sucks. It's a piece of shit. And he's like, no, it's awesome. It's great. Do it. And so when he did it for me, and once I stopped being afraid, now I want to give it to other people. Where sometimes just the kind word helps a writer to get out of this blues of, you know, everything I write is awful, I'm awful, it's the end of the world, I'll never get better. So it's just, I love doing it, you know, it gets so much energy back from people just with this one little thing, just to hold them, hold their hand and tell them, hey, it's okay, I've been there, it's been awful, but I'm here and you can get there too. And now I totally forgot what you asked me. <laughs> no, you, you actually answered my question. Okay, good. <laughs> and how how long did it take? Because I, I've seen that you have a quite big number of followers and your armies your of fans is quite big. How long does it take to, to build such um, such an audience? I think I started about two years ago when I quit my career. Uh, actually, in May, I think, yeah, so it's a little bit over two years. And um, at that time, I think I had about 2,000 followers on Twitter. Now it's close to 70. So around two years, and I'm writing full-time. Um, I did take a break for a month, and then we break. I had two consulting gigs. I did consulting for money. You know, that also supplements my money. Um, but that was it. So... Yeah, about two years, I think. Two years and uh, almost 70,000 Twitter followers. That's that's really impressive. <laughs> you should share some tips with us because we <laughs> we would like to get those numbers too. Um, yeah, it took me by surprise, to be honest with you. At first, I was scared and I tried to copy what other writers did and I tried to just be conservative and proper, you know, um, because I'm really wild and I was really scared to show it. And I thought people would think me immature and stupid and, you know, wouldn't take me seriously as a writer. And slowly, well, you know how it is. Your nature breaks through. So it slipped a couple times, a couple times I would tweet something silly and people liked it. And I was like, oh, well, this is weird. So I do a little more and they liked it more. And I was like, really? So slowly over time, I stopped being afraid and then you know the less afraid i became the more people followed and it just kind of started to snowball at some point okay so you i mean one can't really run from himself so uh, eventually your true nature showed and it was the key 
of success, I guess, because people liked you the way you are. Well, that's really the only way to be a writer, I think, is that's why you really write, is you want to share yourself the way you are. And that's the biggest struggle all the beginning writers have, is it's so scary to be yourself, because you look at all these other books and all these other authors, and you think, well, I'm nothing like them, I'm very different, so I must be doing it wrong. And, you know, obviously, you're trying to copy first, and you go and do the same things they do, but it's not who you are. And at first, you don't believe that you have anything worth to say because you're just a little something. You're just starting out. So that's really the only key to any of it is just be yourself the way you are, you know? Silly, okay, be silly. Goofy, be goofy. Like to swear, swear. You don't like to swear, don't swear, you know? You like to post silly pictures of yourself, do it. You like to post pictures of flowers, do it. You know, you like to talk about bagels with cream cheese every morning. Do that because that's what this is about. You connect with other people who also love talking about bagels with cream cheese every morning. That's the beauty of it. Oh, yeah, and I, I understand that by connecting to uh, with like-minded people, you end up uh, getting this deeper level of relationship, and it it gives um, another level of of connection, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, how many books do you have right now? I have five, um, but one of them is really. People ask me to do it. It's a collection of my tweets. Um, the ones that have been retweeted the most, people said, you need to put your tweets in a book. And I said, no, I don't. It's a silly idea. They said, no, you do. And I was like, no, I don't. They said, no, you do. And I said, okay, fine. <laughs> Here you go. So that's Blue's Peril. And then I did my, I wrote my first trilogy, Siren Suicides. And it's only a trilogy because it blew up. I didn't know what I was doing and I overwrote it a little bit. I did five drafts and they just ballooned and they wouldn't fit into one book so it's not a traditional trilogy where you read the first book and then you pick up the second and it gives a little summary about what's happening in the first book but it's its own story it's really one book chopped into three and maybe one day i'll edit so technically you can say i really have only two books out because my my um other book was Rosehead, which in my mind is only my second novel because Siren Suicide is really just one story in my mind. So the actual physical books, yes, there are five, but the actual novels, stories, you could say there's only two so far. And you wrote them during those two years since you're writing full yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost done with my next one. I'm going to be done in about five weeks. Cool, really, really great. So, uh, I, uh, based on our um, previous conversations, I know more or less the answer. But can you share with our listeners the tips for those productivities? How do you do so that you're productive and you write as much as you do? It's just a matter of discipline. I turn everything off. Um, my phone is off. My you know, internet is off. Well, I actually listen to Pandora music. I listen to really loud music when I write, but everything else is off. I don't have Facebook open or Twitter or anything like that. And my phone is off to the point where even my notifications are off. So um, I do, when my boyfriend is at work, he's on Skype, and my status is turned as off. So if something, there's an emergency, he has a way of reaching me, but literally I'm unreachable during this time when I write. Um, and I do it every day at around 10 o'clock in the morning. I've been sleeping lately because it's summer and my son is not in school and I've been lazy. You know, instead of getting up at 7, I get up at 
8-ish, and so it's sliding down. I'm starting to write at 11, but that's my time. It's around 10 a.m. Um, then I have my little routine. I um, Just this little routine kind of puts me in the mind of writing. And the other rule I use is I don't get out of the room until I produce 2,000 words. You know, all hell can break loose, and some days it takes me up to nine hours when I have really bad days, but I don't get out until 2,000 words are done. Oh, I see. So you mentioned that you have kids. Uh, you have three kids? Yeah. Am I right? No, I have two. You have two. Okay. So how do you balance um, the family and the personal responsibilities with the writing? I mean, if, if you, if it takes, for example, nine hours in that day to produce the two, thousand words um how do you manage the other stuff <laughs> well those are the bad days usually it takes me four to five hours um my kids well my daughter's grown and she's in california she's a graphic design student she's 20 years old and she's doing all my book covers so she's gone already and my son is 11 so he he's at that stage where now when i want to hang out with him he's often wants to uh, hang out with his friends um, I'm divorced with my ex and we're good friends so our son is one week he's at, at his house one week he's at mine so on the week he is not here I work like crazy so then on the week when he is here I only write for four hours because I can't put any more I go pick him up from school come back and I wait until you know we talk about homework or some other things eat together or something and then when he's off playing with his friends or doing something on his own then I put myself back in the mode and sometimes I finish what I wrote. But sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it just, my mind gets too distracted and dinner time, you know, cooking time, family time. And I'm just like, ah, whatever, I can't do it anymore. So those are the weeks um, when it's a little bit tougher. But I've learned to break uh, in the middle. It used to be really, really tough where I couldn't break and just go somewhere, I would lose it. But now I can actually even talk to people, and I have a mask. Literally, I have stuff going on in the back of my head. So what I'm learning is to write anywhere, at any time, for any period of time, you know. So even if I'm stranded somewhere and I have 15 minutes, I can write. I'm not quite there yet, but that's that's really the, the key, I think. It's this discipline of being able to just shut out the world anywhere and just write. I see. And um, did you always wanted to become a writer or it happened just somehow because you had this idea of a book and you started writing it or uh, how, how did your writing journey start? I didn't think about becoming a writer. My father is a writer. I loved books since I was very little. I never thought about something like writing books, um, but I would always imagine stories in my head. I always had these magical realism sort of slash fantasy daydreams um you know i was a really good student in school but i always had i've been always reprimanded for bad behavior because i'd always be aloof somewhere looking out the window thinking about something else and teachers didn't like it um and then i started writing a diary when i was 15 because i went to a, a house of literary writers in moscow i'm from moscow russia and um, a writer was giving a lecture and he said, well, it's really useful to do a diary because then you can see how uselessly you spent your day when you read it. And I was like, well, that's a very uh, positive thing to say. <laughs> and I came, well, Russia, you can tell, you know, it's mostly sarcasm most of the time. So I came home and I just started writing a diary. And um, I wrote it for two years. And then I... 
um, well, I ran away from home when I was 16. I got pregnant at 17 and married at 18 and had kind of a crazy life. So then I had to put everything on hold. So it was not later until when my son was born. Well, when my daughter was born, I taught her to read, but I was too busy because I was studying architecture. But when my son was born, I wanted to teach him to read and I was already here in America. And um, I started getting back into just you know, drawing cards for him with wars. And then I started doing animations. Um, then I did a startup company because people told me, oh, you can make, you know, educational cartoons. And for that company, I had to be an entrepreneur and write marketing newsletters. And I remember people telling me, oh, you know, yours are the only ones that I actually read. <laughs> um, I wrote a business plan and won some prize. And I thought, well, this is weird. I don't, I've never written a business plan before in my life. So I guess I've always been a storyteller. I just never... You know, I never, um, I was brought up thinking in, in Russian schools, the teachers never really liked my essays. They said, you're imagining too much. Um, I could never get A's, so I always thought, you know, I'm bad at this. I didn't understand why people liked it. Uh, well, I mean, um, in, in the Soviet times, I, I, I can imagine because, I mean, I'm from Armenia as well. So I, I, I've been mm -hmm. in that system. So, uh, discouraging people was very easy, especially at school. People, uh, children were not encouraged and the creativity was not encouraged at all. So I can imagine that, um, being creative in those times was quite difficult. And uh, you you had to fight people back uh, in that sense, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I guess I didn't think of it as something that I wanted to pursue really hard. So I was just, I just shrugged my shoulders and I thought, okay, well, I won't try again. You know, and I got on with life. But then they always tried to break through me. You know, later um, I did a movie, I wrote a script and I did a movie because I went to a film festival here in Seattle And I saw a film that I really liked. And um, they said, the director is here. And out comes this girl in her 20s. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, I did a bunch of credit cards with a bunch of friends. And this movie, I'm like, wait a second. You can do it. I can do it. I just got this wild idea. I thought, I can do a movie. And I did. You know, and then it was the weirdest thing ever. So I wrote a script. I did some studying of script writing because um, when I do something, I always try to learn as much as I can about it. And I realized I'm not very good at it. I always wanted to start describing things, which is not script writing. So I bend it in again. Uh, and, and yeah, it took, it took really for me to go really low in my life to remembering some horrendous things from my childhood and some abuse in my family and me becoming suicidal and depressive to really finally realizing that I really want to write. I wanted to write to get rid of the pain, so I started blogging. This blog is hidden right now. There's probably 150,000 words in there, so it's probably a whole book, and maybe one day I'll get back to it. But it's just, it's very, very painful. I was writing about my experiences of getting out of um, being suicidal. And so um, somebody suggested that I should just journal about it. Actually, my therapist, I think. And so that's how I started. I started writing for therapy. Um, started looking for writers groups just for some support and then I started looking at I was like oh people are writing novels and really I just it was bizarre I just never even thought about it and I started writing it and then my writers group people said oh this is really great and I said no it can't be great it's not my first language I never studied it 
you guys, you don't know what you're saying. So it took me a long time to believe that I could do it. Uh, so you, you really had a big writer's doubts at the beginning and you had different struggles. And what was uh, the most, uh, the thing that helped you um, overcome those most besides your boyfriend? Was there anything else? I just am stubborn. Um, since I was a little girl, I think that's how I survived because most of my family is in disarray. They've had a hard life, most of them. And, you know, now in the ex-Soviet Union, you can imagine, um, some of them are living below poverty and, you know, some are sometimes in and out of, you know, mental institutions. And it's just, I've just kind of shot out of it and, and, um, left the country, made it here. And, um, so... I've just been stubborn. I don't know if it's genetic or what it is, but I remember I was beaten when I was small and I would cry and I would be silent. And I thought, you just keep doing it and I will show you. I will show you and I will not make a noise. And I remember it annoyed those people so much. So that where did I get that from? I don't know. <laughs> but I was just stubborn. <laughs> oh, I see. So, um, what is uh, coming next for you? Are you planning to continue uh, writing full-time? Do you have new projects once you finish this book, which is coming out? You said it will be ready in five weeks, I guess. Um, what's coming next? Well, in five weeks, my final draft will be done, and then I'm sending it to the editor. So, actually, after the actual publication date, I don't know, because I don't know what her schedule is like. So, it might take another you know, couple of months after that, plus the jackline and all this. But as soon as I'm done with this one, I'm starting writing my next one. I have eight novels outlined already, and I can't wait to finish this one because this one, um, it's called Irkadora, and it's actually about my experiences of being pregnant and leaving house and being sort of homeless uh, when I was 17 in Moscow um, when the constitutional crisis happened and the whole country collapsed and it was pure chaos. And, you know, um, so it's painful uh, but one of my really great friends and mentors, a uh, um, writer who's much older than me, who's kind of helping me out with advice here and there, he listened to my personal story and he said, you need to write this into a book. I got really excited and then I was like, oh, God, I hate this <laughs> because I have to go back into what I ran away from, you know, and so I just um, I want to be done with it and write my next book, which is more like Rosehead, funny uh, it's about kids jumping in and out of 30 different books. They find the corners uh, in the world, you know, and you can turn a corner like a corner of a page and you drop into this other book world and you have to get out of it. And so it's all very fun and interesting. And what I'm writing right now is very, very painful. Uh, so it really uh, requires a lot of courage to write about yourself, especially if you had such a painful experiences in the past. Uh, and knowing also that many, many people, especially people you don't know, will be reading it. I, I mean, it's it's uh, just not everyone would be able to do that. Well, yeah, but it's also fiction. I mean, the some of the facts and some of the things I'm mentioning in them in the book, of course, are based on my life, but most of it is fictionalized. So this, this is the beauty of writing books. You know, you can write whatever you want without being afraid of offending people or people in your life, although they might recognize themselves and pursue you anyway. <laughs> but I'm, I'm past this point of caring, you know. They do fine. 
um, it's really the truth and really what happened. And so I just wanted to show what it felt like to try to survive in that world and not go crazy. Um, and the character in this book battles with this, you know, it's constantly on the edge. And so in a way it is therapy for me. It's just that, ah, every day, you know, I close the door and I go into it and I have to pump myself, really get myself in the mood to get back into this place of being a teenager and pregnant and hating everything and everyone. Um, because this book is a lot about this, you know, uh, place where it's black and white. It's either everything is great or everything is awful. And um, on the background of political conflict, so it's almost historical. So I have to go and dig up all these facts and read about it again. Like even today, I was looking at pictures of Soviet apartments because I was trying to remember um the interior how a typical interior looked and i literally had physical pain in my stomach i'm serious just from looking at these desolate dismal places and i was just like oh my god i cannot believe this you know and so i have to do it every day until i'm done with this book and i'll be done really soon i'm so excited hey yeah not not much left <laughs> as far as i understand Really, really great. Um, so this podcast is mainly uh, created to inspire and encourage writers, uh, writers who haven't started writing yet because they had some doubts or writers who already started, but, you know, need some encouragement to, to continue and to push ahead. So um, for someone who has, for example, a book in their mind, but they have too many doubts and they don't believe in themselves, uh, or they just don't know where to start and how to start, what would be your big advice? Uh, what should they do? Uh, how would you motivate and encourage or any specific tips uh, for starting? Just write it for yourself. If you have a story, just don't think about it being published or anyone reading it almost like a diary you know when you know that nobody's gonna read it you don't um you stop being ashamed or afraid or it doesn't bother you anymore if you say something in it and you're afraid somebody's gonna read it and think it's bad bad writing or bad story just write it for yourself for your own enjoyment the way you would enjoy it and read every day write every day read every day if you can, for at least four hours writing every day, two hours of reading. If not, at least one hour of writing every day and at least half an hour of reading. Read beautiful things. Read things that inspire you. Um, do not read something that's just everybody's telling you you need to read or everybody's reading and you open it and it's just not yours. You know, it, it doesn't mean that the book is bad. It's just not yours. You know, every book is great because every book, even if only the writer read it as he wrote it, um, made that writer feel good. So it's already great. Um, and that's what I find in my work, too. If I have trouble reading something and it just doesn't make me want to fly, my writing suffers. But if I'm reading something that's amazing and it fuels me, my writing improves. So it's almost like writers holding your hand and telling you, look, this is how you can turn the sentence. This is how you you know, do this work. So this is really all there is to it. Don't worry about anyone. Write for yourself every day and read every day. Okay. Thank you very much, Ksenia. It was a really uh, nice interview. Uh, actually, uh, quite original one. It, it's a bit different from, from all the others, but I think that's because you are different from, from the others as I well. Hope it's a bit different. 
<laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I no, no, no. I I meant it in a positive way. So thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the interview. Thank you for spending the time um, and talking to my listeners. I really appreciate that. I wish you much success with your uh, new book and with the upcoming eight books you're planning to write. Um, thank you very much and have a nice day. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, that was it for today. I really hope that you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. Before I say goodbye, I would like to remind you that you still can get your thank you gifts from me if you have reviewed my podcast. For all the details, please visit www.annialexander.com slash free. Have a nice day and see you in the next episode.